And we are live, Being Community Radio. My name is Oria. I am your guide, your host, your friend, trickster. your trickster, your mystery school teacher. And we are talking about the journey of everyday magic, being awake, being aware, having a glimpse of your divinity, and integrating it into everyday life. I'm here with Sam Libowitz, the owner, creator, founder, magician of TalkingAlternative.com. Chief troublemaker. Oh, finally. <laughs> God. See? That's what happens when we're more honest, when uh-huh. we're more expressive of our own journeys, of our own experiences, when we stop pretending. You know, how about this? Speaking of mystery school, do you know what the, what the etymology of the word esoteric is? Uh-huh. It's, I, it's, no. it's actually, it's further in. Further in. Yeah. Because ah. esotericism, oh, that's the word. Mm-hmm. It's about exploring inner dimensions. Mm-hmm. It's exploring the inner worlds. And the more we explore the inner worlds, the more we realize how we're not really concerned with society right and wrong that's not really what we're concerned with we do a lot less talking about the news and politics and what people have done to us and so forth the more we get we delve into esoteric schools and mystery schools the more we are concerned with change that we may not see for a couple of generations yeah now that's something to really think about and feel into you know you know we are those of us attending and being in mystery schools, having our own mystery schools, teaching as a mystery school teacher, providing spaces for people to find themselves, providing spaces, whether it's in yoga, shamanism, sound healing, provide a space where you know who you are, you remember your connection. It takes a lot of maneuvering, trickery, just getting to know yourself. And we, as mystery school teachers, we need support. This podcast is to support not people who attend the mystery schools, because we all do, just very few know of it, but mystery school teachers, facilitators, wizards, shamans. We know how difficult it is. We know what you have to face. We know the resistance that you're experiencing with the world. But, hey, if you're listening to this, we are talking to each other. We are here to support one another. So as you go with this esoteric path where you're going further in, where you're exploring inner dimensions, you know that you may not see the change in your lifetime that you are having a vision for. A little scary, yeah. but there's always someone in the front. There just is. Right, yeah, and and it's so funny because even business now is recognizing it. Right, it's the early adapters. It's right, their, it's your first. You know, they're the people who stand online to buy the new phone as soon as it comes out. Well, for us, we're not standing online to buy a new phone. We're online for like the latest in consciousness. Right, we are providing the world ourselves as examples of possibilities, and we know that we're here to kind of solve. The main issue, the main issue is this feeling that there is something wrong. Mm-hmm. You wake up and you feel like there's something wrong. You get a text message and you're afraid there's something wrong. You get a phone call, you get an email. Yeah. Oh, what did I do now? Oh something is wrong. You're not going to pay your bills. You're going to get fired. You're not going to do your job. You're not going to blah, blah, blah. You're gonna blah, blah, blah. And you know it. Yeah. Everybody's always in plan B and plan C. So what do we do? We change the outside first. We think it's our circumstance, it's our job, it's our partner. And then what? We still find ourselves with the same core fears. We still find ourselves with the same anxiety year after year, job after job, partner after partner. So what happens next? We go and we kind of feel a longing towards the esoteric and the primitives and the ancient and we go into the mystery schools and live with the tribes for a while. And we still find this really weird resemblance of the same issues. <laughs> and you go, huh, I thought it was going to be better because I'm in the tribe. I'm in Peru. I'm in a spiritual circle. But the same core insecurities and doubts still permeates. 
it's still happening and that's why you're listening to the show and that's why we are coming here every week to remind you that the feeling of wrong is the actual forgetting the twist is the fear that you are cut off and we know that political and social orders they run into the same things there is nothing right now out there there are some hints but everything has been tested every single society structure and politics it's all been done for such a long time mm. and we still run into the same core doubts I mean heck I just passed by a, the UN today and I looked at a Trump building right across oh, the yeah, UN yeah, the Trump Plaza yeah. and uh, you know, I had this just such moment of compassion and love, really, towards Trump. And I said, you know, this guy is getting such a bad rep from people. He is, you know, he's reminding us that we are assholes, really. Yeah. Not because he is. Listen, we all, we've all been in Trump, wanted yeah. to be a Trump, right. dying to be a Trump, right. secretly making fun of Trump, but we've changed right. places with yeah. him. Yeah. And yet, it's so easy to project on him and say, well, he's an asshole, he's a buffoon, he's this, he's not. He's, he's, he's living the American dream. No, he's being very smart. He just knows what to say to stay in the headlines, and that's all he wants. I, I, you know what? I'm not judging him. I have no clue. Good for him. I don't, whatever. You know, he's a human being that's manifesting, that's creating. Yeah. He is reminding us that we are assholes because it's the way we respond to him. Right. You know, it's amazing. You watch people talk about Trump. What business do we have talking about anyone in a negative way? Yeah. You don't like the positive stuff? Great. Vote for somebody else that has other positive aspects. Right. Anyway, I'm not getting into that. That's really, it's our creation. Actually, Trump is such a great example of America and what we can. I mean, I passed by the building today. It's across from the UN. I'm like, this guy, is, he could be president. And that's us. That's our representation. He is, he is honestly, he is he, he is like the secret fantasy of 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 the Western culture. Yeah. Like as far as power and success, right, of right. course we are finding you know his flaws and he doesn't sound sophisticated. But you know what? That's been the name of the game. What he yeah. is doing has been the most common game in town. So. What happens is we focused on his perceived hollowness or shallowness or contradictions because we want to ignore our own. We want to ignore the fact that uh, we, we tend to go for our childhood religions now. That's a big thing because we need answers. So we go back to Christianity, Judaism or whatnot. And we ignore the hollowness there. We ignore it. We know there's something off. We know that it doesn't make sense. Right now, it's 2016. We are the most connected as we've ever been. We have technology. We are together. We can travel. And we still, those of us who follow religious organizations blindly, in a way, no judgment except my own, but really thinking that we're going to follow a to-do list that was made 3,000 years ago without giving it any update, <laughs> without really kind of, I mean, we update our phones all day long, right. <laughs> but we weren't giving our belief system that was created back then. And it had, I'm sure, it had nothing but good intentions, the opportunity to co-create with the divine, to pray, to have good deeds and good actions and mitzvahs or whatever you want to call it in order to separate yourself and have, and, and, and resist and uh, face your egos and face your longing and do the right thing but heck we ignore the hollowness and the shallowness that it provides us right now because it's it doesn't match it doesn't fit the invitation right now is what like we discussed creating our own genres mm. greatness right now is for you the listener the viewer whoever you are to have the courage to create your own genres. I mean, anything is possible. Everybody is on the phone. Everybody is on the computer. Anyone could do anything. Speaking of robotics and artificial intelligence and many things that are coming down the pipe, you can do anything you want. And we must, we must face that fear that there's something wrong, the projections of other people's shallowness and other people's hollowness and other organizations' faults and really realize that we are only involved with this 
with these kind of organizations and people, and whether we are bitching about them or praising them, because we are afraid. We are afraid to be in charge of our own destiny. We have been afraid. And yet deep, deep inside, even the greatest... Uh, what do you call those who don't believe in spirituality? Atheists? Well, I don't know, because God has such a negative or positive. It's just a weird concept. It's life, okay? Like mm-hmm. life is more intelligent than we can understand. So for me, spirituality is a relationship with the unknown. It's a relationship with everything you don't understand. Right. Having a healthy spiritual relationship is basically having a healthy relationship with life. It's not having to understand everything. And because we all have a thirst for the mystical. And I was saying, even those who are hardcore science, mm-hmm. you know, even science itself, it triumphs when the unexpected happens. Right. Right? right. Science itself is creating all these environments where if and then and controlled testing, yada, 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 and then the breakthroughs come when? Right. The breakthroughs right. come when the unexpected ha- happens. And Everyone, I haven't met a person yet who you can't tell their thirst for the mystical. You can't like tell that they're secret believers. In mm. what? In life. Everybody prays quietly. Who do you pray for when you pray if you don't believe in life itself? Take God out of the equation, okay? Right. Just, if I was going to print money or be on the advisory board, mm. I would put in life we trust. Right. Not in God we trust. We don't need to... Uh, we need we don't need to separate ourselves from life in order to understand its power right you know and we laugh at new age stuff a lot of us right <laughs> i mean we do even those of us in the new age world we laugh at it mm-hmm. with a sense of discomfort nobody's ever really laughing at spirituality and new age and you can tell there's something off they're like they are afraid. <laughs> the, the, the striking, you know, the lightning will strike. Well, isn't that what you said? That for years, like you used to think people into new age stuff were just stupid. Uh, sh- <laughs> I've been raw and vulnerable enough to not start. And yes, it's now, true. It's true. I look did. Look at you now. Look at me now. I am acknowledging that what I've always wanted is this gnosis, this feeling of knowing, trusting myself. Praying, having a conversation with life, treating life like mom and dad. Like when I'm praying, I'm not talking to a white man with a beard in the sky or to some version. I'm talking to life itself that's created the heaven and the earth, that's created this energy that transforms into matter and back to spirit and back to matter and back to spirit. Whatever gave me ears has the capacity to listen. So for me, praying is really just acknowledging my own divinity. It's, if I, again, if I can listen, then isn't life listening to me? Experiencing, experiencing my own divinity through a knowing. And we're going to discuss that when we get back. In the moon of the budding trees I was gifted new eyes to see all of the shift and shape and ways you can be Wake the dreams into realities Wake the dreams into realities Sunset diamonds trickle down our cheeks The language of no words is how we speak We must explore we must explore our inner dimensions and see what reveals our truths. What reveals our truth is the purpose, is the destiny, is the whole journey of humanity to see what life has to remind us through our own expression. And it's by experiencing, by living, by being, not by figuring it out and then like running some kind of a program that you're buying into. You are the program. You're the teaching. You're the mystery school. You. And we, this podcast, this network, this love, loving station, we're here to support other mystery school teachers. We know you need support. We get it. We know that, as we discussed, the original meaning of esoteric is further in. So the invitation, the ability to be seduced by life itself and explore what 
expresses and reveals your truth to you. I'm 36 years old, and I feel like I am at 5%, really, 10%, not even, 5 7% <laughs> mm-hmm. of my own expression. There is so much energy. There is a... There's so much creativity. There's so much. There's like a roar within inside me. There is an mm. entire beast of creations and leadership that I know is like uh, just wanting to express itself. And having the space and having the, you know, looking at my life and going, okay, so it took me 36 years just to realize I don't know anything mm. except that life is to be trusted. Life is taking care of us. I've always been taken care of by life. I've always been supported by life for as long that I allowed it to be. To really realize that we are our own predators at best. We are our job is to protect ourselves first right. from ourselves, sure. from our doubts, from our insecurities, from this feeling of there is something wrong. Yeah, from these self judgments. Everything in life is a mystery school note card, hint, suggestion. Life is not very direct. Synchronicities they're direct and not direct. People showing up at the right time in the right place, it's direct and not direct. You know, you, you're too smart, you're too protective, you're too intellectual to really be able to surrender to your own mystery. That's why life does have its own autocorrect. Life does throw you into tests and throws you into situations where you must stand up for yourself, where you must acknowledge and come face-to-face with your wishes, with your dreams, with your fantasies, Otherwise, you find yourself drowning in other people's projections. Otherwise, you find yourself trapped in other people's fears about you that ultimately mirror a deep fear that you have inside that you're not acknowledging. If you are afraid that you're not good enough, if you're afraid that you're defective, if you're afraid that there's something off with you and you're not being creative and you're not being you... Your fears, your nightmares will show up so close to your face that you'll be faced with the decision to give up, go back to the matrix, realize that you are defective, or come out even stronger. You know, I really do believe I'm a good guy. I always follow my heart. I have good intentions. And I would never think and imagine that there would be people in life really wanting me to lose my job, really Mm. thinking and spending time of... Let's make sure Oria stops mm. doing what he's doing. And only when I was faced with such resistance, with such violent like opposition, even though people wouldn't talk to me directly, but I would recognize this. And I would see, oh God, I did the same thing. Mm. I've sat in organizations and I thought that my job would be to close them down. I would right. look at people and realize that they're scumbags and this and that and this blah, blah, blah. And going, oh God. In order for me to be who I am, in order for me to unleash my own creative beast, for lack of better words, I need to be face to face with my fear of, you know, my need for validation, my fear of rejection, my fear of being kicked out of the tribe, my fear of, you know, the same fear as I had as a child, like people, my parents leaving me, being abandoned. God, life is so magical and so tricky. And to really come to this place and go, I am supported. I cannot fight the flow. You know, you, if you're judging other people, you're judging yourself, you find yourself in a place of bitterness, ask yourself, is there flow in your life? Is life supporting you? Because if it is, get out of the way. Stop mm-hmm. fighting it. You're not doing anything wrong. If life continues to not be inviting to you and if you find yourself continuing feeling resistance for the stuff that actually matters food shelter relationships then i would check i would see what are you fighting what are you holding on to are you trying to be right are you trying to be righteous because when life flows when life is providing you support 
you really don't have to do anything new. All you have to do is pay attention and rearrange some things. Hmm. That's what I learned. Hmm. I don't have to do anything new right now. All I have to do is kind of look at my life and rearrange some of my to-do list or <laughs> really just be more honest and express what I'm already doing. Be more smart or courageous about certain conversations. Again, I don't have to do anything new. I don't have to say, oh, this is what I've learned and now I'm going to do this. No, this is what I'm remembering. I'm remembering that I am and always have wanted to provide an alternative, a solution to community centers, to the ability and opportunity for people to come together, meditate, pray, sing, without the to-do list, without the dogma, without the clicks, without the exclusivity, without the secrecy, okay? And honoring, and honoring the fact that we just want to be together. We really do. People want to commune by eating and being and singing and meditating. And that's all. And why can't that be big enough, a good enough of a vision? It doesn't have to have a methodology. And, you know, I'm working with a team of people and they're continuously pushing me. Okay, what's then what's our philosophy and what's our methodology? How about the fact that we are reclaiming home as, I mean, earth as our home. How about the fact that everyone is included? How about, you know, not uh, taking money from anyone that doesn't want to give it to us? How about judging and not judging at the same time? Remembering that mm-hmm. while we judge, we realize that compassion and spaciousness and just inclusivity comes first. It doesn't have to be so complex. I don't have to come up with anything new. I just have to be really true to myself. And if we have to fight our own shadows or other people's shadows and embrace our own shadows and embrace the projections and rejections and you know, our brothers and sisters who are having a hard time with greatness because we have had a hard time with greatness and go for the simplicity and go for, again, how about world peace? Mm-hmm. How about talking about not killing one another? How about yeah. just going, wow, we can grow our own food. We can, this is our home. This is our home. Why isn't that enough of a conversation? Why can't we come up with like ceasefire day, like one day that, <laughs> you know, yeah. everybody puts Absolutely. down their arms. But that would be like, you know, corporation saying, let's shut down stores for one day. It's a hard sell for business. And right yeah. now we are still have been in the business of selling weapons. Oh, absolutely. So having a ceasefire day would actually be bad for some businesses. So I would yes. assume there would be some kind of resistance. But how about that? How about working and having a, you know, we have. Well, there is a world peace day. So why not, you know, piggyback on that? Yeah, ceasefire. It's just for one day. I mean, yeah. we do it all the time. Just yeah. put, let's just put down our weapons, right. have a cup of coffee for one day. Yeah. It will change. There's so much more. Listen, all the companies are selling weapons. You could make so much more money selling things while people are alive. Keep your customers alive. Right, exactly. You know, how about self-interest. <laughs> Instead of trying to like say like, oh, if I just, I can make a lot of money if I just kill a lot of people. How about the enlightened self-interest? If I can make even more money if I Keep help these people alive. thrive and then they live so much longer and then they have more time to spend money and then we can sell them more that's stuff. That's right, that's right. Same customers. Yeah. Just change the product. Right. <laughs> we want to enjoy ourselves. Exactly. Why not just evolve a little bit more than tomorrow and consider the fact that instead of helping people kill other people, let's help people heal other people. Right. And yes, short term, it may be smaller amount of money, but from a lot more people. If we keep each other alive, right. let's keep each other healthy. Let's right. keep each other nourished. Let's have real conversations about yeah. Harmony, peace, utopia, we are not, by nature, we're here to be together. Naturally, nobody wants to kill anyone. Uh, right. Listen, we should do a reality TV show where you take a bunch of babies, you put them in an island. <laughs> I guarantee you, they're not going to try to kill each other. They'll figure it right, out. Right. They'll figure it out. We are not, we, we, we're not at a place where we have anything to really, truly worry about except ourselves. Right. 
that's the one thing we can worry about the fact that we have been ruining our own home because we have been practicing autopilot on our mind I, I, you know what I don't know I don't care I respect and honor the entire past and all of the history and who I am and I acknowledge myself for ruining the earth and not caring about the earth and not caring about other people for just about up to six years ago so I'm not going to judge anyone else I'm just going to embrace and I'm going to honor and say hey Let's talk about world peace. Let's talk about a ceasefire day. Let's talk yeah. about opening up community centers where people can come and pray and be together and meditate and not force anything and not feel so right. special and right. not have to mutilate your body and, and whatever and else. Let, and let's show people that we can actually have a good life and not pollute our environment and that we can thrive and not, you know, toxify, you know, the wildlands and like we can be with other people who are different from us and look different and sound different and we still can get along and not kill each other. And we are back being community radio. We are speaking about the magic and some practical advice for, you know, once you are already, okay, you're in utopia, harmony. You've had your experiences. You've had your aha moments. And just, I just took some notes of my own journey over the past six years. And the first thing that I want to mention, well, it's not the first thing, but right now, it's actually a saying from um, from uh, Psalms of David. Maybe not. Maybe it's from the Talmud. It doesn't matter. But uh, the question is, you know, it's like a question and answer. You know, the Jews are good with that. Uh, who is wealthy? The one who is happy with what they have. And you know what? The first thing I wrote is use what you have access to. Because you wake up and you're like, oh, yeah. These are my dreams. This is the stuff I want to do. I've been selling myself short. I want to do this. I want to do that. And just instead of feeling bad and going, oh, but I don't have this, but I don't have this, but I just need money so I can focus on this, but I need a better job. I need a better partner. No. No. The first step is to really what you already have access to. You know, when I ask my spiritual teacher for a line of credit that was just outrageous by anyone's standard. <laughs> I still did it. I still, you know, asked for it. I still went for it. Some people would say, well, no, no, I have to earn it. I have to do this. I shouldn't, I'm not worth it. I'm not, but I still went for it. I asked. Right. Uh, you know, using what you have. But did you have to. any trepidation before you asked? Um, of course I was happy when he allowed me to right. continue building up a debt. I didn't have a trepidation. No, I was mm -hmm. like, if I was him, uh, I would do it. You know, okay. I, w I felt inside my own heart. I said, something inside me said, I'm not taking advantage. I'm just using what I have access to. I believed right. okay. that ultimately this is what I can do. This is what, it's fine. Like, I felt good about it. Okay. I was more interested in being able to be in business as opposed to uh, okay. feel insecure and not going for it. Right. I was right. more interested in the change than my own doubts. I asked him for things that, you know, he acted in ways that my own parents, kind of in my own imagination at least, didn't do for me. In some areas, they did right. a lot of other things. I experienced support and love from him in a way that, it did take a lot of, I, I can't say courage, but this place in me that I knew I'm worth it. Hmm. Not because I'm special, because I am willing to explore. So I'm it really willing. took you knowing yourself. I don't know. It just took saying, okay, what do I have access to? Hmm. What do I have right now? Okay, I have this job. Why, instead of trying to quit it, why don't I do a good job at it? 
and just have flexible timelines and start doing my, my this new work on the weekends instead of going shit i don't have any money going well what if i could just have my teacher who just hold the debt for me while i get my footings i didn't ask anyone for advice i didn't mm. i didn't talk about it with anyone because oh, really? No, mm. I know anyone else would be like, no, you can't do it. Everybody feels guilty. People feel guilty about asking for discounts. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, I want to do this work. I want to do this. This is my only shot. This is the only thing I know right now is to just, ha- you know, again, use yeah, or ask what I have access to. So that's, you know, that's really the first step. The first big move that... I would say before you run around, before you quit, before you break up, before whatever, just really pay attention and go, everything you have right now, you have prayed for, you ask for at some point. So before you run away, just consider this your spiritual playground, your mystery school and say, okay, what do I have? What can I do? What if I faced my fears and I faced my shame and I faced my unworthiness or not good enoughness? People have a lot more resources than they give themselves yeah, credit to. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because we tend to think we always have to pay the bill. We always need the dollars in the account to do it. But it's not always about the dollars in the account. It's about the resources that you have. It's about... You, you and I barter. Yeah. You and I barter. Absolutely. Is there shame in our barter? Not at all. Not on my side anyway. I'm happy. You know, and most people would, hopefully not, but from where I come from, they have, they feel shame about these sort of conversations. No, I should be able to afford it. I should be what? But well, it's not about that. Right. It's not. It's about having access to resources and going for it. Right. I have a lot of barter going on, and it's amazing. It's so great. Yeah. It's really, really great. Studio dentists, chiropractors, babysitters. <laughs> um, I mean, accountants. Everything Wonderful. really. Wonderful. Now, again, does it take courage for me to get into these engagements? Uh, in some reality, sure, but not in the community reality. That's what community really, really, really is. Right. So stop, you know, waiting for outside resources and outside right. magic. Right, Pay attention to what you already have access to. Yeah, and make take a, a list. chance. Because do- and and maybe it doesn't work out the first time you barter with someone, or the second time, or the third time. But that doesn't mean you should stop. Definitely doesn't work out all the time. Right. But so what? So right. what? You just continue, and that's where the next point is. You know, there's real power in being raw and vulnerable. Mm-hmm. You know, so a barter doesn't work. Something doesn't feel good. If you don't come back and talk about it, it right. just it festers into drama and resentment right. and all of a sudden you find things that you want to blame each other for and he's not treating me right she's not treating me right blah, blah, blah. just be raw and vulnerable say say whatever it is something doesn't feel good here and I just want to talk about it I have tension in my body every time I deal with you I just didn't want to say no to you I just mm. didn't know whatever it may be right. in life people call me up a lot and say oh I feel so weird I'm like yeah you're raw you're vulnerable. It is weird. It's strange. Yeah. I don't know yeah, what to yeah, tell yeah. you. Yeah. That's the power. There is so much power in vulnerability. Yeah. And that usually leads to the next thing. Well, I feel lonely. Well, good. I'm sorry. But, you know, if you walk in right now into society norms, if you walk into a room of a thousand people, if 800 of them like you, if they know you and they like you, you got issues. Oh, I want to come to that <laughs> ballroom with a thousand people. Because right now I find myself the odd one. I find myself, you know, I know I'm not alone, but I still feel lonely at times. Less and less, the more truthful I am, the more I express myself, the more other people coming out of the woodworks and say, I'm the same thing. I want to have these conversations. I feel strange because of this, because of that. So feeling lonely, it's fine. We are the frontier. We are the change. We are literally the change. Of course, you're going to feel lonely. And the fantasies of being liked and accepted by everyone, that, that's what caused the problems in the first place. Right. Try to fit in. Right. Being afraid that you're going to get kicked out if, not, if everybody doesn't really... 
accept you. You know, it's so funny how we're all so concerned about fitting in to the right group in school, fitting in with the right company. And we never bother to ask, is this group or society or company, is what they stand for what I want to fit into? Right. And it's usually just a fear because you're like, well, I just need it for money. I just need it for this. I need it for my resume. Right. And which leads me to the next point is resistance. You're going to experience resistance. It's just accept it, know it, but I don't want to experience it. It doesn't have to be like everybody wants it to be all play. That's fine. It's just not in my reality. It hasn't been. For me, it's been every time I approach my greatness or the next level or the next place in my life where I'm more honest and more truthful, I experience resistance, whether it's from me, my own doubts, my own insecurities, or from just a barrage of people who are comfortable with where they're at and they're like, yo, don't do it. Don't go there. We don't want to go there, so you don't go there. Uh You are a prick, pervert, predator, wrong. You should not be, you should be an example of the right, safe, father perfect picture you know just this ideal picture of a spiritual guide you know what to do if no Hmm. no this world is changing the world needs to be needs to see more examples of vulnerability more examples of exploring resistance exploring the shadows exploring needs exploring wishes and dreams so I, I, I'm not here to like advise you on resistance. Just know that it's there. I mean, I will tell you, go read the Stephen Pressfield's book, uh, the, Art, the War of Art, and that's how he opens it. And he talks about any time before you're about to do something great, like me, you know, it took me four years to come back to the conversation of community centers. And, you know, I had to experience the, really the... Uh, I, I don't want to experience more resistance like that. <laughs> like that's how, <laughs> you know, utterly scary it it has been for me over the past eight months. I feel like I'm finally kind of able to talk about it and to share more from this place. Wait a minute, did you say eight months? Well, it's been eight months of hell. Yeah, mm-hmm. in 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 Th- in, in a, a turmoil. Time. Yeah, well, that's not really. Well. In the scheme of things. In the scheme of things, no. But, I mean, people should know that sometimes it takes a while. Well, I'm, I'm talking about it. It doesn't, things don't work out in a weekend. No, I've been experiencing resistance since I started, you know, since I stepped away from my nine to five. But the more I got closer to my greatness, the more I was invited to experience my, to express my deeper truth. When I didn't, when I didn't, that's when my shadows, my fears would just come up to my face and they would manifest in real life. And spending the past eight months really experiencing like, I shouldn't do this, I can't do this, nobody wants to do this, I'm not good for this, I'm not good. Ah, let me find an easier, more, I don't know, acceptable job where I don't have to explore the inner mysteries of what it makes me human and what my needs are and sexuality and can I just buy one of those blueprint systems and <laughs> write mini ebooks or yeah. online courses or get really good at Facebook ads? And whew, and has it gotten easier? You know, I've gotten to really, really trust myself just to continue seeing that I'm being, you know, I, I, the world is forcing me to either speak my truth or, as I said, admit to things that I don't really feel bad for, but I feel like it would be so much easier if I just said, okay, 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 you're right. Mm. And we all are seduced by this temptation to put ourselves in a negative box. Of course I have done things that in some ways I wouldn't do again, but that's not true. I have done everything I have done with a level of awareness that it's for my self-growth. And my commitment and my advice to you, especially people in this transformational work, don't worry about anything except your willingness to be in the conversation and your engagement uh, and your level of presence. If you're not afraid to talk about anything and to answer to anybody that wants to talk to you, go right ahead. Like Continue to follow what, what feels true to you just don't shy away from the conversation. Mm. 
and sometimes it takes a little bit of time. Was I ready to talk about my innermost personal stuff on the podcast? No freaking way. And, you know, should you be always be ready and able to tell the truth? No. Sometimes you need to gain your own foundation, your own, you need to know who you are before right. you even know what your truth is. And that does take time. Right, because what you think your truth is, uh, today, when you really get to know yourself, you may find it might not be. So tap me out and tap me into you. Heal my brain and my body too. Balance my chemistry. Hydrate these cells because the body talks and meditation helps. The body talks and meditation helps. Oh, oh, oh. When I got into transformational work, into the mystery school of life, I remember the biggest pleasure was when I was able to consolidate all my versions. I was like truthful for the first time with my boss, with my girlfriend, with my colleagues, with everyone. It felt so free. I was like, God, this is amazing. And that was five years ago, six years ago. Six years ago. And now recognizing that it took me another six years to start consolidating all my versions again because I was thrusted into a new reality. I tried and explored different facets of myself and naturally or unnaturally, I started to develop different versions again in a new context because I'm only as ready as I can be and recognizing that in some ways, I, I don't know how to say it, I haven't caught up to my own awakening. I haven't caught up to my own truth, to my own glimpse of knowing who I am. Well, I have caught up, but it's this process over the years. And for me to now consolidate my versions again, saying this is what I'm exploring, this is what I'm about, this is my vision, really to become an example for you and realize, hey, listen, you're getting into deep spiritual work. It's going to take you some time. It's going to take years. You're going to meet resistance. You're going to go against the grain, hopefully. You know, my mother is a recovering heroin addict. And I say that because one day I asked her, I said, what? What were you doing? Like, you made five kids, two marriages, heroin, religion. Like, really? What would you do? She said, well, Aurea, I knew I was going against the grain. And mm-hmm. honestly, I didn't understand that until... I don't know, yesterday, I think, I was in the car. And I was like, going against the grain just to see who you are, just to see what life has to show you. Now, doing heroin and religion and having kids or whatever, who am I to judge? Mm. I get it, it's crazy, but that's what she did in order to find who she is. She didn't have the support or the community to really do it in a safe way. So she did what she did. For us to be able to explore and to tilt and to just go against the grain and feel safe in doing it, that's really the gift. That's the gift of any community. Showing up where I'm called, that's been my promise, really. That's been, I suggest to you, if you're in this change and it's something new that you're doing, just make a little promise, a commitment that... You're just going to show up where you're being called. You're going to show up to where to to the people that are already looking for you. Realize that your journey is restoring, 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 not distorting, <laughs> restoring faith in yourself and trust in life. All of this, all of this. I don't know how many times it comes down to, it and then you realize, God, all of this journey of growing up is to what? Trust in life again. Trust, let go. There's so much magic. There's so everything is happening already. Everything is happening already. Yes, let's take a generation and step out of the way. Mm. Let's take a generation mm. and move out of the way and see what life is doing. You know, ask yourself, and I ask that to people all the time do you have an experience of letting go? Do you know what that feels like? I'm asking you, Sam. Do you know what letting go feels like in your body? Yeah, I know. I know. Is it something that we can even talk about? 
Not really, but it it definitely feels better once you do. It's it's kind of to me the letting go is like you're let go. You didn't even know you were holding on. <laughs> That's the way it feels to me. I didn't even know how much I was holding on to until I let go. Right, and there is an physical, visceral, spiritual, mental, emotional experience of letting go. Yeah. Yes. I know what that feels like. I do it so much now. It's amazing. Fears, things, email ah, comes up and let it go. Like the ability to move on to the next thought, to the next thing, to zoom out, right? Hover from above and go, what? Uh, next. Mm-hmm. It's the gift. It's the only way, you know, we can. And I think that's what enlightenment really is, right? It's the ability to. Have a vision, have something in your mind, and still be fully present to the moment. Mm. Right? Okay. It's being, having the ability to hold a picture, a feeling of where we're going, of a place in which we're co-creating together, and be fully present to what life has to teach. Tantra, right? Tantra, I've been uh, doing a little bit of research because it's inevitable. (laughs) And it's really, you know, holding your contradictions together for the sake of joy, bliss, connection. But holding and knowing your contradictions, it's, it's the most rewarding experience of knowing that you're doing it and you're not doing it at the same time. That... Life is happening through you, and yet it's so much, so much bigger than you that, you know, if you died, the world will uh, actually continue to, <laughs> to operate. Yeah, so sor- sorry, ego. Yes, the world will actually continue on without you. But for you, for you, yeah. this is, for me, this is my world. Yeah. This is my world. Go, you know, and that's something we're going to elaborate on. Like, if you don't know what the experience of letting go is, if when you hear these words and you go, no, I don't know what the hell he's talking about. Well, then it's your job to explore that. It's your job to find places, communities, experiences, modalities, methodologies, workshops, retreats, emergences, circles, rituals, ceremonies, whatever it may be that gives you the experience of letting go. You need to feel safe. True. You need to feel loved. True. You need to feel, uh, I don't know, that's it, safe <laughs> and love. <laughs> yeah, really. it's safe. yeah, it's safe. It's feeling safe enough to just step forward. And it's okay that you haven't felt safe. It has been dangerous that we have been, <laughs> we've been afraid of the bear around the yeah. corner for the majority of our lives. The bears, right. the kings, the queens, the... the, the, the the Germans, you know, <laughs> whatever, as a Jew, you know, yeah, the it, Russians, it's two generations ago, we, the, we had our own things as Christians. We all have right. a history of persecution and death and fear, especially as priests or shamans or witches or magicians or wizards. And I mean, we were killed off. There yeah. was Continuum. my own brothers and sisters. So it, it's it's yeah. not about shaming our brothers and sisters for right. killing one another. It's embracing the fact that we haven't felt safe enough to let go. Right. Just not judging ourselves for not feeling safe. Speaking of judgment, we need to start a new spiritual asshole segment. Ooh. Okay. All right. We, you know, we're going to take requests. We're going to take different uh, ideas, but you get what spiritual assholes uh, really is. So here's my spiritual asshole moment. You can always tell a restaurant Mm-hmm. You can always tell how good the food is, how healthy it is, by what? By the people sitting inside. People. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, that a, is that worthy of a spiritual asshole moment? Because it's it's really, listen, you go to a restaurant and you just look inside and you know exactly what you're going to get. Yeah. It's, a, it's a little confronting, but you know, people ask, how's the food? Just look inside. Right. Look at the health. Look at the vitality. Look at the people. And yes, right now in our country, most uh, supermarkets and restaurants, (laughs) people do not look very healthy. You know. No, they don't. You always know. I mean, how about this? You always know how happy people are if you pay attention. Yeah. I don't care, man. I I walk through. I live in the Upper West Side. And then I usually 
on Tuesdays, I go down the, I go over to the east side and I walk. And so I literally walk from 95th Street down to all the way down, mostly on Madison Avenue. I like walking mm-hmm. on Madison Avenue. Now I know that the world's wealth and all of the money basically yeah. is in those 30 blocks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know that. I have no issues with people, money or whatnot. I'm not, it's, it's a, it's a, we're all one family. However, you know, I could tell, I could tell like in the past how I would idolize, right? People with money, people with Bentleys, people that you can see they, you know, they have nothing to worry about sort of thing. And we project this, yeah. we want it. But you can tell, you can always tell if people are happy. Yeah. You, I'm not saying people with money are not happy, but you can tell that it's not a, to the, to, you know, the majority of the experience is not a happy, yeah. Yeah. friendly, here's what happens when we trust life sort of environment. Right. There is, you can see on the face, on the, I can see on the face, on the eyes, yeah. on the health. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah People are. How they hold themselves, how they walk down the street. That's right. So, you know what? If you're exploring teachers, communities, methodologies, modalities, and truth, how about this? Just look at the people who are teaching you. Just ask yourself, do I want to be like them? Right. Do I want their health? Do I want their vitality? Do I want their energy? Right. Because if they're not you know, radiating from this place of trust, they're not radiating magic, if they're not radiating and being the examples of what life has to offer, oh. Well, do I have to even continue? <laughs> I mean, and that includes me, you know? Yeah, yeah, Call yeah. me out on my shit if I talk about stuff. And that's why, why do you think I, I realize that I have to explore the topics that are taboo? Because I cannot peddle nourishment. I have to experience it. Right. I cannot speak of self-love and creative energy and partnership if I don't really explore what that is for me. If I don't... If you're as, not living it. If we're not living it as... as as a guide, I'm not mm-hmm. a guide because of the knowledge I have. Mm-hmm. It's because the experience. My right. job right. is to gather experiences and be able to teach and guide from it, not from what I learned. Actually, my best teachers are not talking to me. I'm just watching them. Mm-hmm. And as a mystery school teacher myself, I promise you that you learn a lot more by just watching your relationship to me, your responses to your teacher, your projections and your relationship to other people will show you exactly who you're trying to be and even better, who you're afraid to be.